Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast, dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. I'm your host, Steve Kramer. Thank you for joining me today. And on this episode, we're talking about in-season strength and conditioning with the man, Drew Lehman, assistant coach at Trine University, as well as their strength and conditioning coach. He's also the strength and conditioning coach for the Coach's Edge and all of our online members. He's designed our off-season strength and conditioning program. He's designed our in-season strength and conditioning program. Yes, they look different. And in this program, he's talking about how we can best manage our lifts, what we should be working on, the do's and the don'ts through basketball season so that we're not just maintaining our strength, but hopefully we're improving as well throughout the course of the season. Drew provides the exercises, goes into great detail, gives the time frame because we know time can be precious in season with all the different things going on. Last thing before we get to the show, on January 10th, 2021, we're doing a free Coaching Through COVID presentation. Myself, Coach Anthony Troshak, we're going to break down five key areas that you can coach your team from distance, whether that's before you get into uh, in-person coaching or when you hit or if you hit quarantine where you've been playing for a few weeks maybe you have to quarantine some of the players have to quarantine due to contact tracing some things you can do to work with them and then we'll also break down five key areas that you can coach your players once you do get or once you are currently in in person coaching there's some key things with with covid that we want to keep in mind and coach troshak breaks down those and i think they're really beneficial based on all the conversations that i've had with coaches who are preparing to coach waiting for their season to start coaches who have been in on it since you know late october when their season started it's really good stuff so if you'd like to be invited to that it's contact at kramerbasketball.com or at coaches edge one on twitter hit me up and i will send you the invite all right let's get to the show Excited to welcome back assistant men's basketball coach at Trine University, as well as their strength and conditioning coach with the men's basketball team, Drew Lehman, to the Coach's Edge podcast. Drew, thanks for joining the show. Good to be back, Steve. It's good to have you back. It's good to chat. I have my Christmas holiday sweater on as we're recording this before Christmas. I got some of the holiday cheer, and uh, I'm ready to talk in-season strength and conditioning with you. Um, so you created a really great in-season strength and conditioning program for all of our members at the Coach's Edge from the lifts and the reps. And it's like a one-stop shop. You, you get it. And it's like, all right, grab and go, apply. Great for any coach. But before we dive into our topic of the show, you're at trying, just like everybody else, we're, we're trying to have somewhat of a basketball season in a pandemic. So what has this season so far and moving forward looked like for yourself and Trine University? Well, well, it's been it's been really crazy, and I, you know, I think probably just about everybody that's in, involved with basketball would would say the same thing. Um, for us, the biggest thing has has been keeping a positive attitude and, and trying to get creative as possible. Um, just trying to get our team and our and our players better. Um, and any way we can. So we, we've had a lot of ups and downs um, with scheduling, games getting canceled. We were actually uh, able to play three here at Trine, um, which we felt very fortunate that we were even, even able to get those three games in. Um, one exhibition and, and two games that would will count for us as 
as regular season games. Um, and, and right now we, we actually sent all our guys home and we're going to have a month off basically with, with, with our guys and, and then bringing them back in January to uh, play a conference season that our, our league just announced a, a schedule for January 23rd. So we're thrilled um, that we're at least making steps towards having that conference season. And, and we're going to kind of try to get our guys ready come January and, and play those conference games. I love it. And for those listening, Trine University is in the Michigan Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Quite a few teams from the state of Michigan in that league. Um, what are some of the pieces of information that you're giving your players knowing that they went home, they've played some games, you've been practicing, they go home after uh, Christmas or Thanksgiving break, they don't come back until January. I mean, they got to stay in shape. They got to do all these things. What are some of the things you're telling them? Well, you, you kind of just, you know, hit, hit the nail right there. The, the biggest thing, hey, stay in shape um, any, any way you can. And again, that, that's going to come with a lot of creativity, whether or not you got to go run out on your own, um, doing some different things. You got to hoop in your driveway, um, you know, go, go find some place to play, something to do. Um, we, we've we got a couple guys that um, can go back and play with their high school teams, um, so, something along those lines where they're, they're practicing a little bit, finding a way to shoot, those different things. But again, just stressing, stay in shape as, as best you can. You know, a month off is, is certainly a long time. So, you know, we're, we're kind of almost looking at it like we have two seasons, basically. You know, we, we've kind of talked to our guys, you know, maybe we're looking at this like a football situation, you know, where you you only got, you know, 10 week season in the fall, but you've got that non-traditional season in the spring. Uh, that, that's kind of how, how we've approached it um, here with our guys, but we're telling, Hey, you come, come back January 2nd, we're going to be, you know, in full practice, ready, ready to go. So we don't want you to be shell shocked. Make sure you're doing something on your own to be ready for those practices. Yeah. I think just that's such a big piece. I like the way that you're looking at it from almost a two part season, breaking it up as it is broken up already. And boy, you can look really good if you just come back and you're in better shape than everybody else from an individual standpoint or from a team standpoint when the games get started. Because once you come back, the, the games are going to get rolling. And if, you, if you're out of shape, it could take you a couple weeks to get back into that basketball condition. And by that time, shoot, I mean, teams could easily lose games that they should have won just because of that conditioning standpoint. Super, super important. So with all of that said, our topic, your, your background, strength and conditioning, we're really digging into what that strength and conditioning program would look like for players in season. So as a coach, as a player, what should our goal be when we're trying to lift throughout the course of the season? Well, I think the, uh, the biggest thing with, with lifting in season is kind of to, to just maintain, um, you know, some of that strength and explosiveness that we were trying to build leading up into that season. So, you know, you don't want to, you know, do a bunch of lifting going, going into the year and then just stop right when the basketball season starts. Because then, you know, if you, you go three months without doing it, you're definitely going to lose some of that ground that you gained, you know, leading up into that season. So we're trying to maintain some of that strength, explosiveness. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a myth to, to think that you can't get a little bit stronger and more explosive throughout the course of the season. So we're, we're going to try and build on some of that as well throughout 
throughout the year, you know, even if we're only doing it a couple times a week, you know, we're, we're definitely going to dial it back in terms of volume of how much or how often we're, we're going to lift, but you can, you can still get a lot done and accomplished with these in-season lifts. Absolutely. And I think the program that you gave, I mean, just being real with you, it's so much better than the stuff that we were doing in college, the stuff that we were our lifting program when I was playing overseas in Europe. The season is a, is a long time. So there's, there's no reason to not shoot for making some gains if you can, and at worst maintaining the strength that you built up throughout the course of, of the year. So as we're digging into that, let's unpack a little bit more. What are some of those core exercises that we should be concentrating on as basketball players? Well, there's, there's three here that, that we're going to focus on with this in-season program that we've got on, on the coach's edge. And that's going to be uh, the squat, uh, deadlift, and, and the bench press. So those, those three primary lifts are, are going to be really involved pretty much with, with every single lift um, that we have. Um, you know, those, those dynamic exercises are going to hit a lot of different body parts all, all at once, which allows us to be really, really efficient with, with what we're doing in, in the weight room. Um, you know, in, and in season, that's a big, big part of the emphasis is to, you know, get in there, get a lot done in a short amount of time, be really efficient, and then, you know, get out of there. So th those three are going to be incorporated with, um, with almost every lift with, you know, different, different kinds of styles. So one day might be a back squat, you might have a front squat, um, a kettlebell squat, you know, thing, thing. so there's a couple slight variations on, on those movements, but we're going to really focus in with those three lifts and then add in, you know, two or three supplemental lifts um, just to kind of hit maybe a few isolations here, here and there, but we really want to concentrate on those dynamic movements that really translate to what we're going to be doing on the floor. Absolutely. I like it. So as we dig in, you've explained a few of those exercises during the season, should the amount of sets or the amount of reps change from what we've been doing in the off season? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. So we're, we're not going to do as many sets and a lot of times not as many reps as well. So we're, we're going to keep, keep those short. Most, most exercises, um, especially with those main three, the squat, deadlift, and bench are going to be around three sets to, you know, five to maybe seven reps. So, you know, we want to be really explosive with those and just focus on the form. That is, that is really, really huge during the season because we want to make sure we're preventing any types of injuries in the weight room. And so, you know, a lot of. So with those, with those lifts, I mean, you're breaking down their essentially compound lifts, right? Multiple different body parts and muscle groups that we're working. How you, you mentioned explosive and you mentioned technique. So can you dig into that, unpack that a little bit more on how we can make sure that we're being explosive throughout those in-season workouts. Yeah, sure. So let's say, you know, our first lift of the day is, is going to be the squat. So one thing that's, that's huge is making sure we get warmed up first. So if you're leading in and the first thing you're doing that day is the lift, you want to, you know, spend five to 10 minutes getting yourself loose, whether that's, you know, going for a jog, doing some jump rope, riding a stationary bike, 
And then once you get into that squat, you know, I want our guys to do at least two, maybe even three warm-up sets on the squat. So maybe that's starting with just a bodyweight squat for, you know, five to 10 reps. Then you go just with the bar on your back for a set. And then, you know, you work your way up to about 135 for a set. And then you get into three working sets. So when you're doing those three working sets, you want to make sure you're ready to go. And each rep you do has to be a perfect rep with a lot of explosiveness. So we're going to, we're going to try and do, you know, as much weight as we can that you can really explode for five reps. So if you get, if you get three reps done and they're perfect reps, you're really getting down to the bottom, getting that full range of motion. And you can see that that athlete explode back up. But on that fourth rep, you know, he goes, he goes a little slower and he's starting to struggle. We'll have him rack it. Even if we're trying to get three sets of five reps, because you know, I, I don't want the, you pushing yourself to failure all. We want you to really have every single rep in the weight room be explosive and have great form, you know, because we're still anticipating that you're going to be either practicing on that day or getting some form of basketball workout in, which in season is, is still the most important thing that you're doing is, you know, getting those basketball reps. So we want to make sure that when you're lifting, every single rep is an explosive one. And it, once you hit that kind of breaking point, then we'll rack it you know, take some time in between, and then you can go for another set. You know, we want to spend a minute and a half to maybe two minutes recovering in between sets so that you can get back in there and explode again. So working on being an explosive technique is key when, when either one of those really start to get out of whack. Okay. Racket. We're That's done. It. Recover, get ready for the next set. You're taking a, a long window. You're not jumping right back into the next exercise. You're giving your body a chance to recover so that we can work on being explosive again. And again, that translates into the game of basketball, which is what we're, we're trying to do. You're not building a, a cross-country athlete. As a basketball player, specific to basketball, it's, it's got to be quick, dynamic, and explosive. Absolutely. Now, you've mentioned injury. What are some things, because during the season – it's easy to get banged up. You step on somebody's foot and hurt your ankle. Somebody bumps you a certain way. You know, you've, you've been a player for a long time. You know all those little aches and pains that, that you get. What are some things that we can do with our team to help prevent some of those little injuries? Well, for, for me, the, the two biggest things um, in injury prevention um, are going to be the warm-up and the cool-down. You know, I, I think it is really, really important that whether you're going in for a lift or going to start practice, that your body has to be ready to go when you start going full go. So whether that's taking 10, 15 minutes to, to do a dynamic warm up or making sure you're out there, you know, 15 to 20 minutes before practice starts, getting some, you know, form shooting in before before you're doing that, some light stretching, all those things so that you got a little bit of a sweat going before you really start getting into that practice. You know, if you, if you show up two minutes before and you start going hundred percent right out of the gate, you know, eventually that's, that's going to take a real toll on your body. And, you know, you might feel like it's okay for the first, you know, week or so of practice, especially when you, you know, you got some adrenaline, but over the course of a three month season, that's, that's really going to affect you negatively. And then afterwards, you know, I think it's really important to spend 15 or 20 minutes, you know, doing some stretching, you know, that that's when you take, take the time to, you know, static stretch, 
you know, particularly with your, with your lower body is going to be huge, but, you know, getting your, your hamstrings in particular um, stretched out as a basketball player, working on, you know, all your legs and then your hips as well. You know, that, that's one of the main things, almost every athletic trainer I talk to with, with basketball players in particular, you know, 90% of them have really tight hips, they say, you know, so there's, you know, a bunch of different stretching exercises that you can do. Um, a static lunge stretch would be a great one uh, to loosen up your hips. You know, things things like that are, are really huge. Mm-hmm. And then your nutrition is going to come into play as well. You know, you, you've got to make sure that you are eating enough calories that you can fuel your body, you know, day in and day out to perform at a high level. You know, especially if you're going to be practicing for two hours, going in and lifting, and then you're up trying to study, do different things. Like your, your body needs a lot of calories um, as a high school or, or college athlete to, you know, make up for what you're burning in those situations. And you, you're speaking the truth. I remember my, my senior year, I was also student teaching. And so I was getting up at, I don't know, around six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the school I was a student teaching at wasn't even in Holland, Michigan, where Hope was. It was in Zealand. So you're driving through the winter weather to, to Zealand, and I'm doing my teaching, my student teaching all day. And then you hustle back, do practice. Sometimes it's, it's lift and practice. And then you tr- quick try to grab something to eat. And then sometimes I got a night class or you're, you're doing your, your schoolwork all night. And, um, I just can't emphasize enough there, there was hardly enough time in the day for me to, to eat as much as I should have been eating with all the calories that I was burning in a show. Like I lost weight as the, as the season went on. So um, again, I just can't emphasize enough the importance of making sure you're eating healthy, eating enough. Um, and then I think staying hydrated and getting lots of sleep is, is key um, for, for student athletes that are really, hitting the books and working hard and studying. And I wasn't, I'm not saying I was the best student, but I was a good, I got pretty good grades. Um, and so I was, I was trying to make sure I was doing well academically and it, my body paid for it a little bit because I, I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. You have to make sure you're finding the time to get your body rested. And part of that recovery goes into, you know, icing or here's something I wanted to ask you about was, you know, there's, there's some, um, people that will say, you know, we really want to ice. There's other people that say, we really want to, you know, heat sauna and all that type of stuff during the season for a, a basketball player. What are some of the things that you recommend from kind of the training room side of things to continue to stay healthy during the year? Sure. Well, I, I think having a, a good trainer, which we do here at Trine, his name, his name's Kyle Juan Settler, um, works directly with our basketball program, um, specifically in season. Um, he, he is tremendous. And uh, if you have that resource, I, I think it's something that you absolutely have to utilize. You know, you got to take advantage um, of those situations um, as, as often as you can. But, uh, you know, prevent, preventing nagging injuries is huge. So, and, that, and that's only done with consistency of, of going and doing those things every day. So like you're saying, you know, the, the ice is big. Um, I haven't been as big on, on heat. I know it can be helpful a little bit, you know, especially beforehand where you can, you can warm up a little bit. Um, I think there are more effective ways uh, to get loose, like the, like the jump rope, doing some, 
dynamic warmups, riding an exercise bike. I, th I think those are a little bit more effective. Um, they take a little bit more effort, which is why I, I think you see some guys that like kind of sit, sitting back on the, on the training table with a, with a heating pad versus, you know, getting on the exercise bike for five minutes. You know, I, I don't think that's, that's uncommon and, and, and that's okay. That's okay too, to, to an extent with, with the, the heating pads and all that, but, you know, taking a nice bath two two to three times a week, you know, get, getting in there and, you know, talking to the, talking to the trainers of how much of what I got to do. Um, making, again, making sure you're stretching. I'm really, really big on that. You know, I think every day after practice, if you can stretch, you know, you'll, you'll see benefits to that down, down the road. And again, I know that's a, that's a real tedious thing to do. It takes some time. It, it can be pretty boring. Um, but again, we're talking about over the course of three months, you're going to, you're going to see the difference there, you know, maybe not in a day or two or even a week, but that, that longevity is huge if you can utilize all those options in the training room. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, especially, you know, as a lot of people like to wind down before bed, they're probably watching TV, sitting on the couch. Well, how about you sit on the floor and, and go through some static stretching, or maybe you got the, the ice pack on, on your knees while you're watching TV, you can get a couple of things accomplished. Shoot, you can do your, do your homework with, with the ice pads on so you can get it. There's not an excuse. If, sure. if you're, you're serious about what you do, you can, you can make it, make it happen. But as you said, it's tedious. You just have to be disciplined enough to put those things into place. So we've talked uh, about some of the exercises, the sets and the rep ranges. If you're a high school coach, which is our primary group of listeners, and you have a short amount of time, say, okay, we just got out of school. Um, the kids are going to go home. They're going to come back and we got practice at say 5.30 to 7.30 that night, but they're going to come in before that. And we're going to lift a little bit before we, we hit the gym. Mm -hmm. What would a weight room workout look like for those players? So, so for those, for those players, you're, you're, if you're coming in, um, I'd say we're looking at trying to get them in the weight room for 25 to 30 minutes. Um, and, and maybe you even shoot for that 25 minute range, especially before practice. Cause you know, we, we still want our guys to have the most energy, you know, going through whatever, whatever it is we're doing that day. I know coaches have different philosophies with, with what they want out of their guys from practice. Maybe some guys go a little lighter. Some guys want their practices to be really, really intense, um, depending on where you're at. But I'd say we're shooting for that 25 to, to 30 minute range. And again, since they're starting to lift first, the warm-up is going to be key. So, you know, again, there's a couple different options on our, our exercises with the, the coach's edge. But, you know, you're thinking five to 10 minutes on the jump rope. You can have them jog around the court or do you got treadmills or exercise bikes, you know, some just some light movement to make sure our bodies are loose. Um, then we're, we're going to get into those, those three core lifts. So typically um, on our coaches edge lifts, there's, there's going to be two lifts per week um, is kind of what we're shooting for with the in-season program. Um, one day is kind of more focused on a push. So that's, that's kind of more squat bench, you know, you got lunges, maybe box jumps, um, a dumbbell shoulder press, maybe in the push. And then one day is kind of more focused on a pull where we're going for our more posterior. We're looking at, you know, kind of hitting the uh, hamstrings a little bit more, 
back muscles so you know pull-ups cable pull-downs back extensions is kind of the the, uh, the focus there so it could depend on one of those two days but after you get that warm up in you're going to get that a couple sets of wh whatever lift you're doing first in as, as that final kind of stage of the warm up so some light squats for getting into maybe three sets of five on squat um, then we could hit hit the bench press for for three sets of five to seven reps you know you're then you're getting into maybe box jumps a dumbbell shoulder press and then you know, right, right there, I'd say you're hitting about 20 to 25 minutes. And then, you know, if you got a little extra time left, we can maybe hit one or two core exercises, you know, which is, which is going to be huge for, for any athlete, really, you know, especially in basketball, when you're constantly changing speeds, changing directions, making different cuts, shifting around, and then kind of getting into practice from there. That's great stuff. Now, this is different than, okay, here up you're a bodybuilder and, and, you know, some of the traditional weight room type stuff that, you know, was around when I was in my strength and conditioning class in high school, where it's like, okay, today we're going all out on shoulders. We're going to kill the shoulders. And then the next day, okay, we're going all out on the legs. And the next day it's more of like chest and maybe we'll, we'll do a couple of pulls to even things out. This, this is completely different. You're, you're doing, we only have two days limited amount of time. We're doing it to complement what we do on the court. Explain the importance of working the entire body in both of these workouts in the weight room. Sure. Well, well that's, that's what we're trying to do um, during the season is, is to kind of work that full body. Like you said, I, I think outside of the season, there's something to be said where we can maybe focus on, you know, a certain muscle group or kind of that, that area, at least, you know, typically we'll, we'll hit one or two and a lot of the stuff we're doing in, in the off season, but you know, we're not going to have our guys come in like on a Monday and say, okay, Hey, we're going to lift today. And it's going to be a lower body day. We're going to hit your legs and do three different types of squats, some leg extensions, leg curls, you know, box jumps. And, you know, all, all of a sudden we've, we've done seven exercises that are all lower body. And then come Tuesday, nobody, everybody comes in the gym. They can't walk, you know, it's going to be pretty difficult for us to have an effective practice for the next, not only on that Tuesday, but you know, it's probably, we're probably going to be affected in what we're doing Wednesday and Thursday as well. And then all of a sudden we've got a game and we've had, you know, three average or bad practices. So again, like you said, we're, we're using the weight room to complement what we are doing on the floor. So we, we're not, you know, a, Another common misconception is, well, if I'm not really sore, I probably didn't get that much accomplished in the weight room. And, and that's just, that's just not the case. You know, you, you don't have to feel like you killed yourself the next day in order to make some strength gains, you know, gain some explosiveness or, you know, just get a workout done. That, that's, that's not the goal here. We're not just trying to put our guys through a terrible mental and physical challenge here in the weight room <laughs> just trying to you know no you led me right into my next question absolutely like you led me right into the next question I was going to ask you which is what what are some of those big mistakes that you see players and coaches make with their teams lifting during the season sure and I, I would probably say the biggest one right yeah yep that and then you know you know anytime you're, you're doing something that's not going to directly translate into you know, being a better basketball player. 
I know, a lot, you know, a lot, for example, a lot of guys love doing them. Everybody wants their, their arms to look great, but going into the weight room and doing six or eight sets of bicep curls is, is not going to make you that much better of a basketball player. <laughs> and to be, to be honest, they're, you know, relatively ineffective and in, in making your biceps that much stronger. You know? <laughs> Again, like you said, if you want to go be a bodybuilder, you know, that's going to be a, probably a big part of, of what you're doing, but your, your biceps are going to get a lot stronger doing pull-ups or chin-ups, you know, again, dynamic lifts like that, which are also going to, you know, make your back muscles stronger. It's going to help your, your core stabilizers, all, all those different things. So we can get a lot done, a lot more done in a shorter amount of time doing things like that, that will actually translate out onto the floor. Absolutely. I love it. We were talking off air maybe a week or so ago about skill and how certain lifts in the weight room are skill. Like you have to learn the technique of it. And I think we were talking about cleans or, or hand cleans, certain exercises that if you're doing them with some weight and you want to do them safely, you need to really understand the technique of those things. So can you talk a little bit and share your thoughts that we had on putting the right amount of value on what we want our players to develop on the court compared to how much time we spent teaching them skills and techniques in the weight room? Sure, absolutely. Well, again, I think it's always important to keep reiterating that being on the floor is the, is the most important part, whether it's off season, in season, all those, all those different times, you know, being on the, being on the floor and, and actually playing basketball is the, the, the most important thing. Um, now, like, like you mentioned the, uh, the clean, I, I would love to incorporate, you know, power cleans in, into what we're doing, but, you know, at, at the high school level and even, even in small college, I, I think it's just difficult to spend the time you need to with, with some of those exercises, that one, in, that one in particular, you know, if we're, you know, at a high level division one school where, you know, those guys are much more closely treated like pro athletes where, you know, their, their schedules are much more laid out, you know, they're on full scholarships. They're expected to be here at certain times and they have maybe more coaches or more academic resources where, you know, they have a little more time to, to work on those things. I, I think it's, it's great if you can, if you can put those in there, you know, but for us in particular at trying or what, you know, what would be my suggestion for, for most high school situations, let's just focus on the lifts that are a little bit more simple, but are also still very effective, you know, deadlift and squat in particular. I, I think those two, you know, you can spend enough time doing those and, they hit a lot of a lot of the different body parts that we're going to need um, that you that you would hit on those uh, on those power cleans. So I, I think those are good staples and lifts that can be done. You know, I would say maybe you're not going to perfect them. You know, in a, in a month or two, but you can you can get pretty close and hit that form down pretty good. We're we're still getting a lot of work done without putting ourselves in a situation where we got to spend a ton of time in the weight room. I agree. And I know from my experience, like 
any time that I was having to do something that really incorporated a, a big wrist snap, my first thought was, how's this going to affect my jump shot? Like when I'm following through on my, my jump shot, you know, that's, that's where, that's what I needed to do as a player. That was my role on a lot of teams was to score, to shoot. And so um, I always was second guessing anytime I was doing an exercise like that of there, there's this big wrist movement and there's going to be a lot of weight put on the small joint in my wrist that happens to play a huge role in the game of basketball in particular. So having not been told one thing or another, that was kind of an exercise that I generally kind of steered a little more clear of when I was in season. I think it's a great exercise. I think it's really, really important. And as you said, you broke it down perfectly of how it can be incorporated correctly for certain teams. Um, but I was like, you know, just from a risk versus reward standpoint, if I can do the squat or do some deadlift, do some different types of exercises and not have that risk of, I'm going to turn my wrist real quick and that weight might just come down because I made some type of mistake and sprain my left or right wrist, which I use dribbling, pass and shooting, you know, hundreds of times every single day. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to take that chance. So we're, we're definitely on the same page on the same page there. Sure. Yeah. The what? wrist is a big one. And, and the other that I will steer, steer very clear from is, is anything that puts our shoulders at risk. You know, that's a, very vulnerable area and you know i try to be very very careful with with anything that's going above the head you know and i'd never suggest anybody to pull or try to push a bar from from behind their head you know if you see that i would stay very clear but you know those those ligaments in there you know, like ro the ro rotator cuff labrum you know you'll see our, our big you know anytime you can kind of avoid exercises that put those in jeopardy, I, I'd say you're, you're on the right track. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, there's a handful of players I know that have hurt their shoulders. Um, you hear about it every once in a while with, with the NBA. I remember Kobe and Dwight Howard both had like labrum mm -hmm. tears. Um, Vito Brown, who I think, you know, who I've worked yep. with for a long time, he, he messed up his, his shoulder. Uh, again, it was a weight room type thing and it took a long time for him, him to recover. So you definitely have to be careful even if you know, you've been highly trained for a long period of time, NBA players get injured. They have the best doctors and training staff and science in the world that happens. So um, anything that we can do to prevent some of those things by what we do as well as what we don't do is really, really important. Um, as we finish out the podcast, Drew, any last pieces of advice that you would give a high school coach who's trying to figure out how to maintain the strength and condition of their players during the course of a long basketball season? Sure. Well, well, the, the biggest thing I, I think I can do is, is talk about e efficiency. Um, you, you know, you don't want to put your guys in a situation where you're going to kill them physically as well as mentally, you know, a lot of guys, even once they get to the college level, are still not very accustomed to lifting during the season. I think it's still a relatively new uh, concept, um, although it's becoming a lot bigger. You're seeing bigger, stronger athletes in college and, and high school basketball in, in particular. You know, I think the game has just adopted that, you know, kind of probably taken some from, from football. So guys are looking for 
you know, more athletes, but it still hasn't been there that long. You know, my dad played at Toledo in the eighties. He said he never lifted a weight the whole time he was there that, you know, maybe hit a cable machine every, every once in a while, but you know, 30, 35 years ago was, you know, kind of non-existent um, in, in the game of basketball. So I think a lot of coaches now still don't have a lot of experience. So I would say, try to be as efficient as you can with your players' times, their schedules, and, and what you're doing in, in the weight rooms. Um, you know, it's, it's something you got to be really flexible with, I think, depending on the way your season goes, when, when you're playing games, when, you, when you're having practices. But you got to keep them in there and you got to be consistent. You know, it doesn't do any good to lift them once a week and then maybe take the next week off and then we get two lifts in that week and then, you know, skip a few here or there. If you're going to, get something out of it. It's got to be something that you make a priority and do on a consistent basis. So be really efficient, be consistent, you know, get a program where you have a plan and really try to implement that throughout the whole course of the season. I love that being, being efficient, consistent, that will help you maintain, at least maintain that strength and hopefully get some gains if you're really being consistent throughout the course of the year. So hopefully, you and your team are strong, healthy, and playing your best basketball by the time the end of the season comes around. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the Coach's Edge, share your, your passion, your knowledge, all this information with all of our listeners. Thank you guys for listening, and, and Coach Lehman, have a great basketball season. Thanks a lot, Coach Graham. Appreciate you.